are listening to Nathan on Writing, a show where we talk to authors, publishers and other industry professionals about how to get the most out of your writing and how to get your manuscript off the ground. And on today's show, we have Hayley Milliman from Pro Writing Aid. She is a writer, instructional designer and soon to be podcast host. She's head of the education at ProWriting, where she focuses on building ProWriting Aid's blog content, as well as leads their live writing training programs. She's published several books on history and writing, as well as ghostwriting others, or she's finishing up a young adult fantasy novel based on Chinese mythology, and will soon release a podcast on postmodern cat literature. She also moonlights as the founder of an adults-only Harry Potter convention and pop-up silent discos. That is quite a lot of jobs. I think you've got more jobs than I've had cooked dinners. But, uh... they're, they're not quite, I don't do them all all the time. <laughs> but I like to spice things up some, to have some variety now and then. <laughs> when, I, um, when I was doing my sort of research, I, I saw about the Harry Potter convention. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, wow. So is it proper, like, do you get much engagement in America with Harry Potter? Well, yeah, yes, we got, we've done, like, we've had 5,000 person <laughs> live wow. events. I have, obviously, we haven't done anything in the pandemic, and I haven't done any of those for a few years. Um, but yeah, we had a, a couple of years where we were doing them almost every month uh, around the country here in the US, and it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds really cool. More yeah. about, do you, um, Butterbeer? Do you yes. sell butter? <laughs> yeah. You have butter? Does it sound? Yeah, does, we have, of course, of course. Yes. Yeah, we have butter nice beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like cream soda and uh, whipped cream, basically, uh-huh. and a couple. So you can kind of make it yourself. <laughs> That's, uh, but yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. So you, you wrote the book, um, How to Build an Author Platform on a Shoestring Budget, which is, yes. I found it really interesting. And I thought that would be the main topic of conversation today um so the first question i wanted to ask you was when is the right time to start building your author platform um i think there it it, right now (laughs) is the short answer right now i think that um most people when it comes to marketing always by the time i would say by the time you wished or by the time you start, you will often have wished you have started already. And so I think if you think about, you know, I should wait until I have a finished manuscript or a publishing deal or a date or something like that. Um, at that point, you are not that you're too late, but you will have wished you started already. Um, and that's because it takes time to build a platform um, unless you have buckets of money to spend on ads. It takes, which, you know, most of us do not. Um, so, uh, so it takes time to build a platform. And so because of that, you want to start building it sooner rather than later. And that doesn't have to be something particularly formal or um, you don't have to have a whole drawn out strategy, but starting as someone starting to speak on social media as somebody who is a writer who has writing projects, talking about that, um, finding writing communities to be a part of all of that type of stuff, potentially, you know, popping up a quick website with a, you know, waiting list page or something like that. Um, Any of those types of things are good to do now and and good to do sooner rather than later all right excellent and so with the with your author platform you you want to kind of 
get your target audience engaged. Yep. How do you identify who your target audience is? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say one of the easiest ways is to figure out who are the other authors in your genre. So who are you, um, not necessarily em emulating, but who are you, who is your competition? Who's Who are the other authors in your niche, right? So if you had to type your book, what would other types of books that you would kind of refer people to that are already published? So find um, those authors who are in your genre um, and you can get pretty narrow about that if you want to say, you know, not, I'm not just writing YA fantasy, but I'm writing YA fantasy based on mythology or I'm writing YA fantasy about fairies, which is really popular right now, whatever it is, you know, you can say, okay, this is what I'm working on. Here are the other authors in this genre. So figuring out who the other authors in that genre are, and then finding out where people talk about those authors, whether that's on Reddit, whether that's in specific Discord communities or Facebook groups um, or, you know, Tumblr or wherever that is. Um, I think, again, figuring out who, who, who else is reading the authors um, that you like, that, or, the, or not necessarily that you like that, but that are in your genre um, as well, I think is, is a great place to start. Um, and that can help you kind of build a reader profile. It's also great to, you know, if you're on booktube, so, um, or book talk, you know, seeing who's talking about the types of, the types of novels you're writing. Um, and that can help you learn more about what they want to see, what they don't want to see, um, you know, and that type of thing as well. Yeah, there's quite a few influential booktubers now, isn't there? Yes. I know I yes. <laughs> Daniel Green is the fantasy go-to guy mm -hmm. on YouTube. Um, yeah. So with, in regards to building your platform with social media, uh, what, what platforms would you suggest investing the most time into? Yes, that's a great question. I think it depends for every person. And I would suggest rather than picking the best platform, I would pick the best platform for you. Um, and it's impossible for someone to cover every single platform unless you have a team and unless you have support. There's a lot of work that goes into developing social media content and doing it well. Um, and so your goal is going to be to do it well and to have authentic interactions with people on the platform of your choice. So if you hate Twitter, don't be on Twitter that, you know, you don't have to be on Twitter and you don't have to devote a bunch of time to that. If you like TikTok, go on TikTok. There's a lot of readers on TikTok and there are a lot of people, you know, who will engage with your content. Same thing for Instagram, you know, be in the platforms that you like and that you enjoy creating content for, especially if you're doing this by yourself for the first time, because there are so many places that you that you can spend time. Um, and when it comes to engagement, the goal is not to, it's not kind of like you want to spray everything and just have a little bit everywhere. The goal is to have the algorithms will prioritize better quality content. So think about where can I create good quality content? Where can I create better quality content that I'll enjoy? And then focus there. So again, if, if Twitter is your platform, great. Put, like put a lot of effort into tweeting and engaging with communities on Twitter and sharing your work on Twitter. Amazing. That doesn't mean you have to learn TikTok, you know, but if you like TikTok, which I, I love TikTok. So if I, you know, be on TikTok and, and that's fine. And again, find your, find your, um, your target audience on TikTok, make content for them, make content that you enjoy. Um, but the goal will always be 
to have better quality engaging content more or excuse me more engaging content rather than less engaging less effective just kind of i'm putting this up there just to, just to put it up there because then nobody's going to um, engage with it okay and in regards to facebook so mm -hmm. there's a lot of information at the minute or a lot of opinion i guess that yeah. <laughs> facebook is dead in that yes. <laughs> the algorithm is ruining uh people's posts the world, uh, yeah. <laughs> the world top of that. Uh, yeah would you agree that facebook is no longer the, the kind of powerhouse for yeah that's a great I would say yes for organic content, um, but with two important caveats. One is that Facebook's ad platform is still one of the best, um, and it allows you to target not only on Facebook, but Instagram. Um, so you are able to, so if creating ads for your book is something that you are thinking about doing, even with a small budget, because your budget doesn't have to be huge then you will have to be on Facebook in, in most instances. So I think that in that case, it is important to have a Facebook presence if that's something you want to pursue because Facebook reaches billions of people. And again, it has both the Instagram and Facebook platforms as part of that kind of ad network. So the ad, the ad experience on Facebook um, is, is in many ways unparalleled. I find Twitter's ad platform a little bit more challenging um, and YouTube's has the kind of, YouTube's ads are great, but it has the barrier of having to create video. So tip Facebook has kind of the, the nice thing that you could just create image and text, right? So if you are, um, you know, just want to uh, target audiences pretty easily with your book cover and a synopsis or something like that, then you can do that on Facebook and Instagram pretty easily. So I would say in that instance, no, it's not. I also think that um, Facebook groups in particular are not dying. So the newsfeed, you know, kind of seeing what's what uh, organic content comes out is hard, but if you are able to start and engage with a group, um, Facebook can be a really powerful place for that. Um, and, uh, and I think that depending on who your audience is, you may want to lean into Facebook for a community rather than something like Discord. Um, and that's one of the things that we have thought about at Pro Writing Aid is that a lot of our users, not all, but a lot of them tend to be a little bit older, so not familiar with Discord. And so in that instance, for us, it makes sense to have these engagement groups on Facebook because it's a native platform that people, um, that people understand and that we don't have to do a lot of like, uh, education or trying to train people to get them over to Discord. Whereas if you have a younger audience who is, uh, and are writing for a younger group of audience um, who uh, who is familiar with Discord, who uses it in other instances, then Discord might be that place to kind of do that group engagement. So again, I would kind of say that if you don't have a huge Facebook presence right now, it's going to be slow to build, but you could use it again for ads on both Facebook's platform and Instagram and the ad capabilities to target um, potential readers are, are really strong. And then also I think the community aspects of having groups and that type of thing are, are really solid on Facebook. And for a lot of people that makes a lot of sense because either they themselves don't understand communities or use communities like Discord and Slack um, or their readers don't either. So, yeah. Okay, thank you. That um, changed my sort of yeah. <laughs> about it. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about Goodreads um, before your debut? Is there a way to get a following on Goodreads before you've actually released the novel? Yeah, and I think it goes back to the same 
thing that I was talking about for any platforms. I think in, in a lot of ways, Goodreads is a social media platform about books. And so there's, you'll have to offer something, right? So to get a following, you have to offer content of some kind. Um, and so Goodreads makes it a bit more flexible in terms of what, uh, in terms of like book specific related content, you know, so you could be reviewing, um, you know, there's plenty of people who get large audiences on Goodreads specifically for their reviews, right? Um, or specifically for, you know, I got this arc from an author, I'm going to post that type of thing. So it is completely possible to do that. But again, I would say um, the goal is more to the goal is more to do it well rather than to to stress out about it. I've seen some YA fantasy authors that I follow post updates on Goodreads, uh, particularly if they're doing a series or something like that. Um, so I know you asked about debut, um, but particularly if they're doing a series, they'll give updates on, you know, I'm really proud of book three coming out. Here's all the people who are excited and waiting for that. So I think there's there are ways that you can utilize Goodreads to kind of um, to have uh the page for your novel as you're getting ready for it. And then to kind of share updates as, as the creator, as you go through that I think are, are, are valuable. But that, again, that being said, the goal would be more to do it if you feel like you can do it well. And that's a platform that feels uh, authentic and good for you to engage in rather than just doing it for the sake of doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, with, if this is mainly Twitter based, but I know Facebook and Instagram have them now. Uh, hashtag. Yeah, How good question. Can yeah. you <laughs> use them? Yes. So actually, less is more. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk for many years about, especially on Instagram, just doing dozens and dozens and dozens of them. But Instagram has actually recently started deprioritizing content that has dozens and dozens and dozens of posts. Um, so really, you're looking for like three to five that are um, most effective for what you're going to post. I think similarly to what I was kind of saying before, I don't, I haven't found them particularly useful on Facebook um, because I think that Facebook's kind of organic delivery method is really messy. And, and I think the two ways that you get Facebook are group, you have a group or you pay for it. <laughs> you know, like there's just, there's not a lot of like organic traction um, through Facebook itself. Instagram is a bit better. Um, so you can, people do follow particular hashtags on Instagram and people do follow, uh, you know, particular topics on Instagram outside of their, um, outside of their feed. That being said, it is getting harder and harder and harder to do that. Um, so, so I would say potentially like you want to, if you're going for uh, hashtags on Instagram, look for three to five of like the really dialed in ones that are exactly about your content. Um, and again, know that when you're dealing with the Facebook platforms paid, you might have to like pay to play to kind of get in, get in front of people. But that being said, that's not always true. I think one of the best ways um, outside of hashtags on Instagram is to follow other authors or other writers in your community and, and talk to them. This actually happens um, and has happened really organically in like the roller skating community. And so the role, like 
over lockdown, a lot of people start, bought roller skates in the US and I think around the world too. And we're like creating new roller skating specific Instagrams and have had huge community growth simply by following like other people who are in, who are following specific um, hashtags who are delivering the same type of content. And that can happen with these within these kind of micro communities. So I think if you're thinking about hashtag use, think about the micro community of, of like, I'm thinking like, you know, 10,000 people or so not this like macro like 150,000 so again if you're thinking like you want to get narrower in terms of the hashtags you're using so like fantasy is just too broad you want to vary like you want to laser in on like what specific kind of subgenres or subtopics um, for that and then I do also think that hashtags uh, are currently effective on TikTok as well so if you are using TikTok um, and uh, you want to start to gain followers, uh, TikTok's hashtags and TikTok's algorithms are effective that way. And, you know, using book talk or, you know, YA, you know, whatever, you know, whatever genre you're in can, can help you with, with hashtags on, on TikTok uh, too. But then the same thing goes, you, you're looking for three to five that are hi like hyper relevant, not 50 on there. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, what what are the channels for building hype or promotion uh, that are often neglected yeah so i mean i think i think at this point i wouldn't say that anything is neglected but i would encourage people to not be afraid of new channels so i've talked a lot about tiktok i love tiktok i think a lot of people i'm a millennial so I'm a little bit old, a little bit beyond the like target demographic of tiktok um or the original target demographic but there are I've been shocked at some of the like book content that I've been delivered on TikTok recently. And I, without even like the TikTok's algorithm is fantastic and you can find a lot of people in there or on there that are related to your content or interested in your content. I've been shocked at the videos that I've seen and how many people have liked them. It's, it'll be like a review or a funny like unboxing or something like that of a recent book and it'll have 30,000 likes, you know? So wow. what's great about, and, and for in a genre that I feel is not super well known. <laughs> so I think like, I think TikToks, if you, if you like video content, if you like sketches, if you like, um, if you like comedy, you know, like TikTok still kind of has the ability to go viral more quickly than other platforms do. So it's worth taking a look at. Um, and then the other one I would think about is Clubhouse. Um, so for, I, I'm not sure if Clubhouse is in the UK yet, but um, it's a new audio only app. Um, that's coming across here in the States where people can basically, it's almost like doing a live podcast where you can kind of open a room and it's audio only, and you can talk about your book. You can talk about, I mean, people are on there for anything. I think it started kind of in entrepreneurial circles where they were talking about like new tech technology and that type of thing. And, um, but uh, similarly to, to TikTok, both uh, Clubhouse lets you build a following faster. So where we were kind of talking about how Facebook is dying because the algorithm's all messed up and none of the content comes across. It's not true in TikTok and it's not too true in Clubhouse yet. Um, and so I would say if you're like, I'm starting from absolute scratch, uh, but I have good ideas and I'm, I'm comfortable either being on video or I'm comfortable talking about them, then those two platforms are really worth, worth a look because people are getting, I've talked to people who 
uh, have struggled for years on Instagram and have gotten 50,000 followers on TikTok really quickly. I mean, I know even outside of work or outside of writing, I have um, former teacher friends who started TikToks for fun during the pandemic and now have 10,000 followers um, and just like posting silly things. Um, and same thing, I've seen that on Clubhouse as well. People are getting, you know, thousands of followers much more quickly. And so again, those, those mediums, um, and I think part of that is because those mediums, the content you create for them creates a more personal connection than something like Facebook or Instagram do where you're just kind of posting an image and then some text. These ones are either kind of the effort of creating videos for TikTok, which is challenging. Um, and then also Clubhouse, you're hearing and you're talking to, to the person. And so I think it creates that kind of level of, um, person-to-person -person contact that can be real, that people are craving and that can be really effective. So if, if those are things that you want to do and you can do, I would suggest, um, you know, looking at either of them, cause you can move, you can get, you can get followers quickly, <laughs> which is, you know, the name of the game. Which yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd never actually thought of TikTok as a, I know I, I didn't. I'm, I'm yeah. Too old, I think. <laughs> well, <But>. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I had not thought about it either until I actually started just the algorithm just started serving me content about books that I and I didn't seek it out. And I was like, this is so the funny, actually, the funniest thing, the first thing before even I um, before even I got book content that I liked, I or books that I knew I got a TikTok with thousands of likes for a very obscure piece of Star Wars fan fiction that I first read like 10 years ago. And I was like, oh my God, like, I was like, how does it know that I liked, like I did, I loved this, this like story, like, how does it know? Um, and then I started to get more kind of like literary content after that. And like I said, it, you know, and I was also, I was shocked a, that it knew about this piece of fan fiction that I read like literally 10 years ago. Um, that it had hundreds of likes. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then from there I started to get more, um, more, more content just about, about books I like. And again, every single time I am shocked by how many people like that content, um, how many people share. And, and again, I think it's easier to stand out there than, than it is on a, a crowded platform like Instagram. Okay. Thank you. And yeah. what would be effective posts? keep potential readers hyped. So how do you keep, or what advice would you give to keep generating good content for your platform? Yeah, so I think a couple things. I think first of all, um, be personal and have a specific voice. And I think, you know, I, that goes, that's good advice for all writing, <laughs> but, but be, you know, be personal and um, be authentic. And so, you want someone to feel like they know you and they know your content and they um, that they have a relationship with you. I think like the the social media content that succeeds now on all platforms is content where it feels like it's building a relationship. So even if the person is not, um, you know, if they don't know you or interact with you at all, just creating that illusion of, I know this person, this is a peek into their process. So that could look like a peek into your process. It could look like, I know I, I, um, I'm up usually very early. And so I see a lot of the like 5 a.m. writing club on Twitter who is writing really early and are giving kind of peeks into their word count. So that's a good example. Um, you know, authors on Instagram will sometimes 
you know, show a, like an excerpt of what they're working on at that particular time um, and get people excited for that. Um, on TikTok, which I've talked about a lot, I've seen a lot of debut authors actually talk about just documenting their their writing process of like, this is, uh, this is me waking up at 6am, I go, I get a coffee, you know, I go for a walk, then I sit down and I write 500 words. And then I'm working on, um, you know, I'm editing, editing that later in the day, and then I'm outlining for tomorrow or something like that. So it can be as simple as that. But that kind of personal connection um, is really powerful. And a lot of these, again, are debut authors who are getting these all these followers. So they don't have anything necessarily proven out there, but they're doing something that feels authentic to them. Um, I mean, I've even seen romance authors on TikTok or uh, like do just reactions to like attractive men taking off their shirts. Like they'll do like reaction videos. And that's like, it makes sense for their audience, right? Like it's like a funny look into like their life. And then it makes sense because they're writing romance, right? Like everybody, like all their followers will want like bodice ripper content. So it makes sense to like do some, the, like talk about the TikTok equivalent. But like, again, the goal of all of this is that not all of these are super high effort or anything like that. It's just that it's an authentic look into who you are and what you're doing. So I would ask yourself, um, you know, what are you, what are you comfortable sharing? What's kind of the like persona that you want to be? Do you want to be, do you want to be out there as like a fun kind of mentor? Do you want to give pe a people in, uh, you know, a peek into kind of your struggling process? But again, being, being, as much yourself as you possibly can, I think is the best way. And um, anything that sounds formulaic or anything that sounds like anyone could have written it or anyone could have created it is not going to be uh, very effective. So just lean into who you are, I think is is the best way. Okay, brilliant. And I think yeah. you should be worth talking about. Um, we kind of connected through Pro Writing Aid. Yes. And and that, that, yeah, that's how I managed to get in contact with you, uh, part of the Fantasy Writers Week. And do you want to talk a bit about Pro Writing Aid? I think you probably do yes. it more justice than I will. And then yeah. I, I can drop a link for it in yes. this video. Yeah, for sure. So Pro Writing Aid is an editing technology. Um, so at a very simple level, that means that we provide feedback on kind of the, I would, I like to think about it as like the copy editing piece of your writing. So on your grammar, your style, your spelling, all of that type of stuff. Um, but pro writing aid goes far beyond kind of your typical grammar checker, your typical, you know, spelling checker to really dive into your style. And I think that's what kind of differentiates our technology from some of the others out there is that we, we, you know, we'll tell you where you're missing a comma, but we will also tell you places where you can sharpen your readability or where you can make a sentence more clear or where you have repeated yourself a hundred times on a page or where you have used overused dialogue tags or overused adverbs or something like that. And so it can really sharpen and tighten your copy um, to make it, to make it more effective and to make it more readable and to make sure that you're doing uh, your ideas justice. And I think that's my, um, that's always my, you've heard me talk about this at the sessions a lot, but that's kind of my biggest thing is that as writers, we have so many ideas and we spend so much time in these worlds we've created. And then a lot of times our prose, we just can't quite wrangle it to say the way to say things the way we want to, to make those ideas shine. I think that's where pro writing aid can help. It can kind of identify the bad habits or weaknesses that you have as a writer and um, offer, offer changes to make them more effective. 
yeah, I, I, I actually love pro writing these and, you know, I'm not, I'm not employed by them. So it's, yeah, I don't, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah pro, pro writing aid is, is probably one of my essential writing tools now. And the community actually is one of my favorite writing communities online yeah. as well. So I will drop a link to, yes. if anybody isn't using pro writing aid, I would definitely recommend it for writing. And then finally, Hayley, what have we got lined up in the future? What what can we expect next from you? Oh man, so much. So <laughs> yeah. So I was telling Nathan before we started that I'm working on this podcast with my cousin on uh, postmodern pet and cat literature. Um, so that will that will come out sometime soon. Uh, we're uh, we're reading this. Um, really funky book and we were like we just have so many things to say about this that it would be really fun to talk about on a podcast and then in doing some of the research for it we discovered that there's this whole kind of subgenre of 19th century literature that talks about that's like cats and and other there's a one about a flea and kind of just like all these like memoir pseudo memoir style 19th century novels. It's very fascinating. Um, so, so I will be working on that. Uh, but the best way to just keep up with me is to follow me on Twitter um, at Haley Milliman, uh, two Y's and Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Um, and I, I'll share there both my postmodern <laughs> cat literature podcast for anyone to take a, <laughs> uh, take a listen to when, when it premieres. Um, but then also that's where I share about my personal writing, um, as well as the writing community stuff that we're up to at Pro Writing Aid. And we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up there in addition to um, in addition to Fantasy Writers Week, which we just finished, we'll be doing Crime Writers Week very shortly. Um, so we do a lot of free training, and I am uh, I, I deliver a lot of live sessions through through Pro Writing Aid. So I'm always kind of there talking about writing, and would be happy to have anyone join. Okay, thanks very much, Haley, for taking the time out. Yeah, no problem. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.